Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. While there's absolutely no denying that most video games are developed primarily to make money, there's more often than not some sort of underlying artistic spark coming from a genuine place of creativity. But sometimes that spark can be one of anger, fueled by either the industry, some current personal situation, or just because the developer goddamn hates everyone. So let's take a look at these throbbing head veins today. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 video games probably made out of spite. Number 10. Duke Nukem Forever When Duke Nukem Forever was announced back in 1997, just a year after the release of the acclaimed iconic Duke Nukem 3D, nobody would have ever dubbed it as a Project Greenlit out of spite. But as the years wore on and the game's development became increasingly strained, with various unrelated spin-off Duke titles coming and going, Duke Nukem Forever became the laughingstock of the entire industry. With the game press dubbing it Duke Nukem Taking Forever following numerous delays, developers 3D Realms responded by declaring in 2001 that it would be released when it's bloody done. For most of the next decade, players and journalists alike assumed the game would never come out, while also questioning whether Duke Nukem as a character could hold up in an increasingly progressive, sexism-averse society. The intense doubt surrounding the game's release was exacerbated by the downsizing of the original dev team in 2009, and in the very same year, publisher Take-Two Interactive filed a lawsuit against 3D Realms for failing to deliver a complete build of the game. But in 2010, it was confirmed that the game was indeed in development as a co-production between Triptych Games, Gearbox Software, and Piranha Games. Duke Nukem Forever was finally released in the summer of 2011 to unsurprisingly negative reviews, citing both its dated gameplay and now unappealing protagonist, leading to sales being just half of Take-Two's expectations. Needless to say, the game was laboured over for 15 years and it's easy to appreciate that that pervasive mockery surrounding the project only further encouraged 3D Realms to keep pushing the outdated, flagrantly bigoted boulder up that stupid hill. Number 9. Metal Gear Survive You won't find many games that rustled more feathers through their sheer existence than Metal Gear Survive. The survival game spin-off to Hideo Kojima's iconic action-stealth franchise was immediately derided by fans when it was announced in the summer of 2016, almost a year after Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain hit shelves. Survive was the first Metal Gear game developed without Kojima due to his acrimonious split from Konami following the completion of The Phantom Pain, and given its marked departure from the gameplay, style, and tone of the Metal Gear game, 
games, many felt like it effectively flipped the bird at Kojima. With its emphasis on felling zombie-like enemies, microtransaction-driven multiplayer, and the requirement that players are permanently connected to the internet, it was understandably interpreted as a soulless, bitter attempt to milk the Metal Gear brand after Kojima's exit. The fact that Konami licensed a series of Metal Gear-branded pachinko machines shortly before Survive's announcement only further fueled the belief that the publisher was basically turning the IP into a merchandising carousel now that Kojima was out of the picture. Survive went on to receive mixed to negative reviews from most critics and also underwhelm at retail. Number 8. Returnal the recently released PS5 roguelike shooter Returnal delivers one of the most impressive developer glow-ups in recent gaming history, as Finnish outfit House Marquee went on from developing more modest shooters like Rezo Gun and Nex Machina to an insanely ambitious, critically acclaimed third-person shooter which Sony considers a mega-hit. As great as Returnal is though, it's clear that House Marquee's decision to move away from niche retro-styled shooters towards something closer in style to, and I hate to say it, Dark Souls in Space wasn't something that they actually did by choice. Because back in 2017, the co-founder and CEO of House Marquis spoke bluntly about the commercial underperformance of their most acclaimed titles, namely the raved about Next Machina before confirming that the company would no longer be developing arcadey shooters. He had this to say, The core thing is, is that there's no paying audience for games like this, or we can't reach them, and I don't know how these people can be reached if they haven't heard about our games already. We would love to have continued developing Next Machina for years to come to support the audience that has been loyal to us, but unfortunately, there's not enough of those guys. So with this mentality, the developer basically switched focus to develop more larger scale, more mainstream skewing products, which did end up resonating with a large group of players. But as a cherry on top, Returnal's success led to House Marquee being acquired by Sony just two months after its release. So I guess that's a happy ending. Number 7. Call of Duty Nobody could have ever predicted the unprecedented success of the Call of Duty franchise, which before becoming an unstoppable commercial juggernaut with 2007's Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, staked its claim as a more modest competitor to the more popular, at the time, Medal of Honor series. The original 2003 game was created by new studio Infinity Ward, after co-founder Vince Zampella had worked at 2015 Incorporated as a co-designer of the universally acclaimed Medal of Honor Allied Assault, with EA trying to absorb 2015. 15 incorporated into EA so that the next game could be developed in-house, Zampella and co-designer Jason West both decided to leave the studio and form their own outfit, Infinity Ward. Ultimately, all 22 original members of Infinity Ward were brought over from the Allied Assault team at 2015 and helped create Call of Duty, which in addition to being a bit of a f*** you to EA, in Zampella's own words, was also internally called the Medal of Honor Killer. As we all know, Call of Duty's surging popularity caused Medal of Honor's decline in the year that followed, and though West and Zampella enjoyed enormous success publishing their new franchise under Activision, that relationship also has had its limitations. Because, number 6. Titanfall after Infinity Ward's Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare proved to be a groundbreaking critical and commercial success in 2007, West and Zampella used their newfound clout to renegotiate their contracts with publisher Activision in 2008. Activision agreed to larger bonuses and more creative control for the pair in exchange for Modern Warfare 2 being released in 2009, albeit with the asterisk that Activision would regain creative control if West and Zampella were ever fired. And here's where things get ugly. Activision ended up firing 
requiring the pair for breach of contract and insubordination, even having security march them out of the office under the belief that they were trying to set up a new independent studio while taking many Infinity Ward employees with them. Various settlements were eventually reached out of court, during which time West and Zampella did set up a new studio, Respawn Entertainment, with 38 employees resigning from Infinity Ward to come and join them. And here's the kicker, Respawn ended up publishing their work through EA, who allowed them to retain all intellectual rights to their original titles. This led to the creation of Respawn's revolutionary shooter Titanfall, which was naturally dubbed a Call of Duty killer in the game press. While ultimately failing to unseat Call of Duty as the first-person shooter king, it nevertheless delivered a huge breath of fresh air in the genre space, as did its superior sequel. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Number five, Radical Heights. Hero Shooter Lawbreakers was released in 2017, with developer Cliffy B hoping that his irreverent take on the genre would be worth a retail purchase, rather than being just a free-to-play release as originally planned. Despite solid acclaim, Lawbreakers failed to find an active community, in part due to it never being released on Xbox One, resulting in the game's servers being deactivated barely a year after launch. But several months before Lawbreakers was officially shuttered, Cliffy B evidently realised that the writing was on the wall and attempted to cash in on another trend at the time, the Battle Royale genre. In 2018, while Lawbreakers were still letting out a prolonged death rattle, Cliffy B announced Radical Heights, a PUBG-esque Battle Royale game which was released in early access shortly thereafter. The announcement and the game itself were both met with considerable derision by players and the press, noting its blatantly thrown-together state and the perception that Cliffy B was hastily chasing a flashy trend rather than actually trying to make a game out of artistic inspiration. A month after the game entered early access, 
Press, Boss Key Productions was shut down due to the commercial failures of both Lawbreakers and Radical Heights. Yikes. Number 4. Manhunt 2 Rockstar's 2003 stealth horror game Manhunt was released to enormous controversy due to its high level of graphic violence, which a year later led to a moral panic being incited by the British press, suggesting that the killer of a 14-year-old boy may have been trained by the game. This naturally only led to Manhunt becoming a more sought-after item worldwide, and despite Rockstar's understandable frustration at their grisly game being linked to real-life killings, they pretty much seemed to double down on it for the sequel, because controversy creates cash after after all, depressing, right? Within two days of Manhunt 2 being announced, before any gameplay footage had been released, campaigners began calling for the game to be banned, and the situation only became more heated as its release neared. Many ratings board around the world refused to classify Manhunt 2 due to its extreme violence, deemed to be far in excess of the original Manhunt, such that it was only released in some territories with brutal executions blurred out and the point scoring system removed. Though the reviews were ultimately wildly mixed, it's clear that Rockstar saw the hysterical reaction to the original game and decided to one-up things for the sequel no matter the enormous hassle that it was going to cause them. Number 3. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 Sometimes publishers decide to greenlight games not because they've got a particularly worthwhile idea, but simply because they want to make the most of their licensing rights before they expire, and that's precisely what happened with the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater franchise. Though the series had been flagging for many years, Activision opted to rush a fifth mainline game through production before their deal with Tony Hawk expired in 2015. Like most of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games made by Robomodo, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 was near universally panned by critics for its janky, bug-filled gameplay and how obviously it just wasn't anywhere close to being complete. It was painfully clear that Activision wanted to squeeze a little extra cash out of the series without any care for the actual quality of the release, further tarnishing the once good name of Tony Hawk in the process. But Activision made good with Hawk last year with the release of the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remaster Collection, which received strong positive reviews and became the fastest selling game in the franchise. Number 2. Hatred in 2014, Destructive Creations announced their new isometric shooter, Hatred, which cast players as a misanthropic mass shooter tasked with slaughtering as many helpless civilians as possible. Hatred was immediately controversial, prompting the director of the game to retort that the game was intended to be a reaction to the perceived surge of political correctness in games, challenging controversial notions of both morality and art. Except what it was was a game for water cooler masturbators who wanted to just say, look how cool it was that I shot a man in the face with a shotgun. I don't want to waste any more time talking about this game, it's a piece of trash and it deserves to be in the bin. And number one, Muck. I don't think that there has been a video game in history that has been more literally created out of spite than the recently released free-to-play multiplayer survival game Muck. You see, popular YouTuber Danny received a reply to one of his posts where a user mockingly challenged him to make his own multiplayer survival game, and despite the months of work that it would entail, Danny did just that. The Minecraft-esque Musk was created in Unity by Danny, who used various online tutorials to create the most basic gameplay systems and then implement more complex elements such as procedural generation. Despite being a game pretty much made for the laughs, Muck released to enthusiastic reviews from the Steam community, where it holds a very positive average rating from roughly 70,000 players. For a game that could have so easily been a charmless, slung-together anti-game in the name of humor, the fact that it actually functions at all is insanely impressive. So you know what? Bravo. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.